Hey guys, just a heads up, this is a not safe for work podcast, so keep it in your pants until you won't get busted. <laughs> Orgasmic Terrorist, a podcast about acceptance around becoming authentic within our sexual exploration. Orgasmic Terrorist. Thank you for joining us here on Orgasmic Tourists today. Before we dive into this episode, we want to issue a trigger warning for potentially sensitive content that may be discussed. This episode may contain discussions about topics that can be distressing and triggering, including the following domestic violence, mental and emotional abuse, sexual assault and rape, sexual acts, suicide, and child abuse. We want to prioritize your well being above all else. Please do not feel obligated to listen to this episode if you believe it may be harmful or distressing for you. Your mental and emotional health are incredibly important to us here at Orgasmic Terrorist. If you choose to continue listening, please ensure that you have a support system in place or seek professional help if needed. Thank you for your understanding and take care of yourselves always. Welcome to Orgasmic Terrorist. Jenna and Sarah is here. Hi, guys. So we have some special guests here with us today. Do you want to introduce them to us? I do. We have uh, Jay and Fletch here, and they have decided to come and do an interview for us because they identify as switches, and they are actually in a relationship as well. So we have a ton of good quality information and from people that know each other inherently well and it's going to be really great. So I'm really excited. I am too. Oh, I got questions. And then Jenna has questions. Oh, wait, we've written down. <laughs> so let's get into the scene here. All right. Negotiation. What's the new go? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> we've been- Wrong podcast. Oh, damn it. Wait, wait, there was another one where we're negotiating Actually, scenes. Okay. I'm sure you guys will yeah. talk about negotiations. So there's that. All right. Can you explain what a switch means to you? In terms of my sexual preferences as a switch, that's a hard question because being bisexual, it's not always 50-50 one way or the other. But I'll say that I identify primarily as a heavy masochist. Mm, I'm turned on. But who's not? (laughs) What about you, Jay? What does that mean for you? For me, it's funny because I never considered the masochist sadism to be the switch part of it. Like I call that a sadomasochist. And so I always considered the switch to be more of the subdom aspect to it than your typical hitting and beating. So that was a very interesting thing I learned while we were dating that I actually did not know what the word switch meant for a long time. Granted, I go switch all of the ways. So let me clarify. Bisexual? Yes. Jay is bisexual and Fletch, you're bisexual. It's really interesting that you actually brought that up because I think that it's all context, right? So sadomasochist for sure lends to that very description of switch. But then I think we had a podcast not that long ago where when sadomasochism was brought up, I think the description of it then, even then was like, what? So yeah. I think it's like preferential to yourself and how you take it and which is what we're honoring anyways within all of these confines and contexts of all of uh, these terms and whatnot. It's really unique and individual to each person. So thanks for bringing that in. That's really interesting. We just learned about that. <laughs> Can you tell me the experience about what led you into being a, a switch or a sadomasochist? It's interesting because for me, it was a lot of partners at the time 
were just very submissive. And so it was just one of those, if you're going to be submissive, then I'm going to have to be the person that takes control. And I feel like naturally we gear towards the thing we know will absolutely cause you pain. We know how to do that with pinches or biting or slapping someone up like in some kind of way, however you want to phrase that. Where are we slapping? (laughs) On the shoulder, maybe. Damn. (laughs) I know. So for me, it was this thing of, okay, this is coming into my life naturally. What happens when we turn it off? And it was just, I don't want to do that to someone and not know what it feels like. So it was like, okay, now I have to be beat. And then I liked it. (laughs) And I think I actually need to, we need to put a pin in this for a second before we get to you, Fletch. But did we give a definition of a switch? We did in a previous podcast, but do you want to do one now? I feel like we should. We should. Okay. What was it? (laughs) (laughs) So a switch is somebody that can uh, alternate between a top and a bottom uh, at their leisure, at their preference, maybe negotiated in a scene, maybe specific to a partner, whatever that is. Um, so that's what a switch is. That's yes. what we're educating you. Which is so tonight. funny because, yes, I do identify as a switch, but love to lean towards heavy submissive. So anyways, so that's why we're saying. bottom in this context we're talking about control okay yeah whether that's physical or not see now she's gonna fucking question my fucking definition of a switch (laughs) it's perfect i I love love it it. i love it is there a different definition that you would give as Uh, a switch for me it, it very much is the i would talk about the submissive and dominant I don't necessarily, I think we have this term of sadomasochist to use instead. Now, people use switch, so we have to do, we have to use what we use. So you just have to clarify which one it is. Sure. Now for you. When I went to Kinkfest earlier this year, I had gone to one of the educationals with Midori. I think it was just like fundamentals of kink. And she had talked about there being a matrix of, first of all, topping and bottoming. But then there's just sensation exchange for talking about me. And then there's power exchange for talking about me. So if it's sensation exchange, that's sadist or masochist. And if you're talking about power exchange, that's like dominant or sub. And then if you're thinking of that where like the power exchange and the sensation exchange is like columns and rows in a grid, then that means that you can get dominant masochists or dominant sadists or submissive sadists that would be a weird one wouldn't it but if you're gonna four square it like that's literally what your options are and i'm sure that there's something out someone maybe i am a submissive sadist no actually hits you on the head if i'm honest i hit a lot of things on the head hotball torture is your device Oh, wait. Sure. So, Fletch, same question for you then. What do you feel like your experiences or factors led you to the identity of being a switch and whatever that means for you? Yeah, that's really funny. Uh, So I'm recently divorced and uh, in my marriage, I was very vanilla, non-kinky. So like a just a service top, like standard. Now you just said vanilla. So service top, service top standard in a vanilla marriage. What does that look like? If you're, oh, you're just generally having regular old penetrative sex, right? Okay. And you're not really adding any sensation exchange or power exchange to anything. Okay. You're just it means he was always on top. Yes. Yeah. Something <laughs> like that. But then once I got divorced and I started dating, just through a partner, fell into kink and 
started going to some of the sex clubs here in Portland and started doing some of the educational sessions that they offered at Sub Rosa and Sanctuary and then just dove into everything. It felt like it really clicked. And that was funny because I had to think of why does this click so well in my life? And generally I'm an adrenaline junkie. I'm a rock climber. I love metal music. I'm heavily tattooed. Yeah, kinky shit just works for me. <laughs> feels very organic and natural. So yeah, that's been a lot of fun. But I also was like an athlete. So I think that aligns up with the masochism that I experience. The endurance part of yeah. physical duress. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. So there's just something that's really easy for me to do the mental switch of pain to pleasure, which just works for whatever reason. No, and I, I thought like, about that. I haven't thought about that. That's really an interesting the correlation. Part. The endurance and the masochistic part. I have had, so I have two sisters that are also in BDSM realm lifestyle type stuff. And we just went with my oldest sister to Summer Spank. And it was a question that her and I had too. And endurance came up in that where we, I think our trauma and the horrible abusiveness that we went through gives, and I'm not saying that this is how your life was at all flesh. This Mm -hmm. is just for me. But I think for both of us, our trauma has netted out into BDSM kind of being an endurance thing for us where it's like, oh, I've had worse. So I can just, let's just test this endurance. Am I still the hard little badass I think I am that can like fucking take everything? And the answer is no, a lot of times. <laughs> then I'm, and, but then it is also, yes, I think that is why I uh, can fail my partner who is whatever my top is by not saying my safe word because it's just an endurance thing. I was like, this is, yeah, it hurts in the moment, but I've asked for it. Whereas when I was a child and this abuse was happening, you have no say in that. So it's almost like this, is that, would that be a sadist type view of you? I feel like it's a sadist view. No, for me. I think it's just a masochist. I'm just yeah. a masochist. Sorry, that's just a straight masochist. Uh-huh. You just like pain and you want to go for it. You're like, itch, give it to me. The bratty sadist masochist. Thousand percent. But oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, the there's bad. different versions of masochism too. True. There's people that just want to get hurt, right? Yeah. Uh, and do a pure pain to pleasure switch. There's people where they want to have an emotional release. And I think that's what I hear more often in terms of the endurance thing. And then there's people that just want masochism because they know that their partner likes beating people. So it's sort of service. A GGG type thing. Yeah, Yeah. there's definitely different flavors of masochism for sure. Clarify GGG because it's coming up more and more. Game and giving. And I think that was a term coined by Dan Savage, who does the podcast Savage Love. And so his term was good game giving, which is just a partner that is all of those things. You might not be into it, but the fact that you, this is a part of you, it's almost like your kink is giving pleasure, right? right. Your partner's pleasure, compersion, that compersion, type of thing. So right. that's where GGG came from for me. Interesting, because I know it's showing up a lot on the dating sites now. You're starting to see it as another defining Dan Savage is a motherfucking savage genius. I know. I love him. Fuck him. So yeah. So fuck him and love him all together. Fuck him. I don't think we're his love. Yeah, I didn't think so either. All right. So moving <laughs> along. I love that answers. But if he hears us, we love you so much. Shameless plug. So between the two of you, I'd like to know how you guys navigate this partnership that you have. You guys tell us how long you've been together. I think 
We've been together eight months now, something like that. Nice. And I think that <laughs> it's been really interesting. I find myself to be, I can switch very fast and I tend to switch based on how my partner's feeling in the exact moment. So if they don't seem, if they're acting bratty in a way that actually doesn't seem to be enjoying it, I will switch into submissive very quickly, which... Fascinating. Usually it's the other way around. For reals. Like that would be my first inclination would be like, oh, they're being bratty, which means they want to be subby. So super going to top the shit out of you, motherfucker. <laughs> but apparently the way, there's another way. So please educate. Why? I'm going to go is that, less. <laughs> is that specific to Fletch in this relationship or is that something that is per partner? I know that in the past I do tend to go more submissive when faced with someone that doesn't seem to be enjoying it. But also I think for me, it's, they need to be enjoying it. And if I'm not seeing that on their face, that's when I switch. Cause I'm just like, okay, I'm not doing it for you in right. this way. Let me give you something that you would maybe resonate with more. Exactly. Like in a, that's GGG. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. Okay. See? So yeah, I'm very GGG. Okay. What about you Fletch? How does that work for you? Same thing? I think I probably tend to like to try to discuss some of those roles before starting. Just to... Negotiating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's okay, we're going to be playing. And how do you want to play tonight? What's going to make you happy? What role are you feeling like you would like to take right now? Sometimes there isn't any really negotiation that happens. You're just getting at it. And in those cases, I think that's more of assess what someone seems to be in the mood for at that time kind of thing. So as Jay was saying, paying attention to body language, paying attention to their face, seeing how things seem to be going, and then just suggesting changes from there. So then your answer is interesting to me because it sounds like your first defense is how do you want this to go tonight? Do you ever, and that just sounds like your kink is whatever their conversion is, whatever, or like whatever they want to make happy. Do you ever have those nights where you're like, oh, oh no, bitch, you're getting it oh, yeah. on the top and this is what's happening. Please tell me this works for you because I know you oh. and I know that you're not like my way or the highway. And they're both okay, I, have to tell you, I have to tell you the face on <laughs> the face that I'm getting from Jay is super cute. You're like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm getting a fuck yes moment. It's not a okay. fuck no, it's a fuck yeah. <laughs> you that question and then I'm going to follow it up with you too and so that's the thing is how do you navigate that if if Fletch you're oh it's fucking on tonight I'm gonna beat your ass or whatever I like that talk so I, that's probably more my role but if you're like I'm the dominant tonight because I am need this and that's the kind of the yeah. relationship you guys have and Jay's cool clearly her face was just like that <laughs> so like I'd be like yeah bitch bring it on always ask first to find out what role or do you have those moments when you're like so no daddy's here tonight <laughs> no we, we don't always talk about it first I think with other partners I have and that just depends on the partner really I think that Jay and I both being switches feels a little bit more organic and natural to go into things without necessarily having the conversations up front that isn't the case with every partner that I've been with there are definitely times where I'm like I want to get hit tonight or I want to hit you tonight and that's blatant and obvious <laughs> <laughs> your little face is all lighting up right uh -huh. now so I'm pretty sure that's how you come out
for you, you've had a lot more relationships with switches recently. You as in Fletch. Fletch. Okay. Thank you. And your perspective of having those negotiations beforehand, they're typically switches as well. And that's when you start needing to have those negotiations as well. Whereas for me, I've mostly been topping and teaching someone how to top, right? And it just naturally, I'm like, okay, you're going to top me tonight. You're going to try, right? How's that going to go? Whereas instead of having a switch relationship, this is the first one that I've had that's actually a real switch relationship. You're doing more of that negotiation, whereas I'm doing more of the in the moment because maybe that past, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So I'm just feeling from you, Jay, which I love you because I'm so feeling your energy right now. I think I might have been doing exactly what you're saying was going subby to bring the dominant out of my partners. I want to know your truest fantasy. Do you really want to just be totally dominated and everything taken out of your hands? Or do you like still having the control? For me, it's actually the switchiness is my fantasy. Nice. I want that in the moment switch. Who is going to win? Right? Because the reality is I will roll over. I will roll over. I will roll over if they're not acting like a top. But when they start acting like a top, I will out top them every time. Nice. How does, okay. Now now I have questions. Yeah. (laughs) So many questions. Y'all are ready to to get down with these conversations. Okay. Fletch, if you guys, if the scene is negotiated or not necessarily. I understand that the, the negotiation term can be uh, off-putting to people. It sounds very finite, very definite, very all this stuff. We're just talking about any and all communication in and around anything that's going to happen that night. It's just ideas or just conversation or communication can still all be lumped into what we were talking about as a, like a serious negotiation scene. And that's because of the consideration that's given by each partner when they're asking and receiving information from each other. So you just said you rolled over. I roll over and someone's not. So that's going to be my question. So Fletch or Jay, since you're talking, if the decision that night is, or or the, the conversation has led to Fletch being the dominant, and yet you feel... He's rolling over in the dominant position. Is that what we're saying? Like yeah. he's not engaging he's... completely as the dom and yep. then you will roll over into the top? I No, I will actually roll in into the sub. You'll roll into... That's right. But wait, <laughs> but that's not what I'm saying. But when I start getting a real top and they seem to be reaching like top and we're actually at a power dynamic where we're fighting for control, that's when I start top. She excels. So if... Okay, so if it's the physical thing, this is a separate thing. So thank you very much because this is, I don't have this in, really in my life, right? I am pretty much straightly submissive. So when my top says jump, that's generally what fucking happens. This is a wildly different Western world. Everybody's got their fucking puce ears and fucking shit changes all the time. So I guess that's my question is if the idea in the beginning was like Fletch, your the top mm-hmm. and for okay and then we have this is jenna's brain working y'all so we have to go back so not a power exchange no you're talking more power exchange right I'm talking more power. okay so walk me through that walk me through a situation where what do you mean that happens can you give me an idea actually i feel like this is something that fletch and i have been trying to figure out recently 
that's different. That's very different. A lot of people need that negotiation beforehand and they have to act it out. Whereas for me, I'm just meh. Meh. <laughs> Facts. I'm, I I got you on the meh. <laughs> meh. Yeah. I'm like, all right, now we're doing that. And okay, I'll talk. What do you need? What? Are, okay, sure. Fine. But if we go into it where you feel like, and Fletch, obviously I have to put you in this situation because you're right here and you can rebut to anything that we're saying. But if the idea of the power switch that night was that, or the power freaking word, I'm whatever I'm looking dynamic. for. Dynamic. Power dynamic I'm looking for. If Fletch was deemed that night through nominal, random conversations, and it's just a feeling in the idea. And then you guys are doing that. Mm. And you're saying you're rolling because you're not feeling him. So like if we agreed to he's being the top, I will be submissive as fuck. I will be acting like he doesn't know how to top and just roll right over. Oh, so you'll just, yeah, you just piss all over him. Just whip out your own dick. And you're yeah. like, listen. <laughs> So, the term rolling over is confusing. Yeah, that's yes. confusing me. Yeah. So for me, rolling over would be like, I'm showing you my belly. I'm showing you my belly like a dog. Like that's... I'm being submissive. But this rolling over is then, yes, what you're saying. I think that's what you're saying is then you go into the top. From there? No. See? No. Nope. That's where I'm confused. I Yeah. Okay. So She gets stubby when a top isn't toppy enough. So she forces him up to be, she goes under him to force him up. But then she just... Jay, you, when he's not being toppy enough. And so if we've agreed on a scene where he's toppy, I'm just going to sit there and act like he's the top. And that's what we've done. So I'm just being the submissive. Until? Nope, there's no until. No until. That the the negotiation has made it so that's it. That's what we're doing. That's the container. Yeah. Okay. You seem to understand what I was saying where I was a little confused about that verbiage. Can you maybe... Since you and I are on that same wavelength, do you have thoughts about what what she was trying to say a little bit? Yeah, I'm trying to think of specific examples, though. I think in some cases, uh, a lot of the play that we have done is more around sensation exchange. And since both of us are masochists, a lot of the time it's just, I'm getting hit, and then, okay, now you're getting hit. And that's just what we're both in the mood for at the time. Is that changing the role in the middle? I guess most people would consider it that way. Right. Uh, but I think that's totally fine. And I don't think it's negotiated. If you're both switches, you're like, I'm going to beat you and you're going to be me. And it's yeah. going to be fine. And it is what it is. We're negotiating in that moment. In the like, moment. For yeah. sure. We do a lot of our negotiations right then and there. You had a new implement today and you were like, want to be beat? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And beats me. And then I beat on him. And then like, we just have that moment of, hey, want to be beat? Cool. That's just education. <laughs> that's that's fun. That's foreplay to me. <laughs> okay, that's totally fair. I just wanted to like, has there been ever a time where like you guys were just like, no me though, but yeah. no me. <laughs> so in that that's moment, what I'm hearing from all this is I'm like, somebody's losing in the end somewhere. Hopefully I'm losing it in my end. <laughs> So in those moments, is it like a hilarity thing? Has it been a frustration thing? Or do you guys seem like you're very easily rollable back and forth in the, the fact that you can literally change directions at any time? Is that a fact? Uh, I think the is sensation, physical yeah. sensations, is a little bit easier than the power exchange stuff. I think sometimes where I've started and just haven't been like full on doming. Jay has just been like, okay, now you lay down and it's my turn. And I'm like, fine. 
I'm yeah, obviously not doing my job. All. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm doing it. I love you. That is such a great statement. I'm not doing it. Here, here you yeah. take over. I'll give you the whip right now. <laughs> and that works out great. I love that. Because if I'm not really doing it, my head probably just wasn't even in a good place anyway. And the whole point is to have fun. Why not? It doesn't have to. It's not a concrete pathway. It is something that you guys are easily (laughs) falling off into the bushes, shrub clubbing it all around and just having a good time. And that's the goal, right? Yeah. So I I do love that is within the switch, I think. Well, within their relationship. So what I see is a major difference is like, I'm a switch. But I don't have a dynamic as a relationship. When I enter into public play, I'm a dominant. Yeah. And then I switch in private. I'm a a subby. And I don't want to be a dominant in my private life. I really like to be dominated privately. So to see it as a dynamic is quite interesting to see the two of them. Yeah. It's way different. I have to tell you, because none of my switches I know are like that. So I have to tell you, I love this. I'm I'm all like, I'm like, ooh, maybe that's possible. Nah, screw it. It is possible. <laughs> Even in public life, we will go from you beating me to me beating you. Oh, yeah. But we change the scene when that happens normally. Completely. Come cut and clive. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I have had situations with another partner of the switch where I was beating them and I was like, do you want some aftercare? And they're like, yeah, I want to beat you. <laughs> I'm like, okay. How is their aftercare? <laughs> we just turned around. Oh, I'm not like, worried about that. That is not an option for me. <laughs> As a sub, entirely. No, in public, you would not beat me in public. That is not an option. However, I think it's interesting that was their option to flip it. Wow. It's a fucking aftercare. Are you kidding me? That's amazing. (laughs) I did not have that fucking thing. Someone's getting it. That is not true. I don't see you ever handling a flogger. Dom would be like, I switched in my lifetime i just want you to know i've had i've seen the more dominant side come out yes i get i get hit with a spoon every once in a while i have pegged (laughs) i have to tell you that face is absolutely adorable doesn't come out that much it was fun (laughs) it was fun hang on you fuckers (laughs) have you encountered any challenges or misconceptions regarding your identity as a switch and if so how do you address them For me, I think the biggest one is that in a particular time, I will want whatever the person wants. As much as I am GGG, it's just also, no, I don't, the relationship we've been having outside of this, and I don't feel good enough to dominate or be dominated in that moment. And I've noticed that they're like, but you're a switch and I want this. And I'm like, Uh, but you're bisexual. That's the same argument. Or you're this, or you're that, right. whatever that word is. It just, yeah. But, but you promise. I've had that. But in a weird way. But you promise this. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm not feeling it. Yeah, and you've been a fucking cunt the entire time. <laughs> exactly. I know you're fucking interested. Oh, like, no, done, pass. <laughs> and that cunt was for a dude. Yeah. I'm just going to be very clear about that. <laughs> Call anybody a cunt. That's my favorite word. Uh, right. What about you, Fletch? Have you had that in your life, that misconception of your identity because you're a switch? Uh, Yeah, I think more often than not, I'm requested to always be dominant, which isn't always something that I would like to do. And that can be irritating if you're with someone that only subs and it's just, I don't want to dumb you tonight. Can we do something else? That's probably one of the more irritating things that happens every now and then. I think some people just aren't really sure how to meet in the middle when they have a very particular thing that they like to be doing all the time. But I do think 
filling out kink negotiation workbooks with people before you get to any play can help to alleviate that because then you can identify that a problem is going to happen and then you can talk about what sort of scene you're going to do before you get to it and then negotiation again is can be a very big thing yes i resonate with what you're saying in my life in the beginning i would say it was much more switchy than i am now i think now i find my niche i really super love being sub whatever i don't currently have any partners that are sub as well but in the past i have had a partner where it was like a switch and it was i think for me uh, a little jarring a little stutter step because it's oh i was just in this mindset and now i have to like you know do the things and that's fine. I don't mind it. And I have been told that I'm decent at topping, but I still think that my druthers would be to be a sub. So I can completely appreciate how that would probably be a bummer. Yeah. Like I would give it my best and I would do all the things, but I think in my heart of hearts, I am, though I can have switch capabilities, I'm definitely a sub. This motherfucker, Sarah motherfucker, is like, I'll do all the things. I'll do it. I carry a big fucking stick. Yeah, so it's a All little the different. And so that brings me up to this part about how do you prioritize and balance your desires as both a dominant and a submissive in this role? I think it's uh, more of a what are you in the mood kind of thing. But and what about you? Do you ever just have those moments? You mentioned earlier, oh, yeah. like, I need this today. This is what I need. And how do you communicate that? Oh, I'm just, I need to get hurt tonight and we can do whatever you want. After that happens. <laughs> I love that. That's I have to tell fair. you, that really makes me, me tingly. Yeah. Is that for Jay, not to interrupt your yes. answer, but is that when he does that, you're like, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. down. Yeah. Okay. For the most part. Yeah. Normally I can see it coming from a mile away because he hasn't been beat recently. <laughs> Attitude adjustment needed. <laughs> Earlier we talked about impact. You guys are both into impact because there was central exchange and topping. So it is impact play as well. Do, what do you use, may I ask? Do you use floggers, impact, and like thumpers? All of it. I would say that I really am not into soft sensations. I only we like him. really like hard sensations. I really like getting punched. Uh, okay, we don't like that. Where? Front, torso, like tor- area. Not face? Not in the face. So torso Chest, to... Stomach. Okay. I like getting punched, basically anything that's muscle. I like more thuddy sensations. And then stingy sensations on things that are less muscled. And... That would be the penis. Oh, no, I haven't no, done any CBT. No, no CBT. Just chugging. You don't love him anymore. No, I do. I do. I Actually, no, I honor the penis. I honor the penis. <laughs> it's, I admire people that can tolerate it. There's this wonderful man that gets it. and He's so dramatic and I love his show and everything, but I still look at his penis going, why do you want to hurt that? <laughs> you are actually training to I know them. to hurt them so that I could give back. But then after so many lessons, I was like, I can't do that. So you're not into CBT? I'm not into CBT, no. I I really enjoy hands generally. I feel it's a little bit more connective. I can feel someone's body heat. So like pinching, scratching, punching is good. That being said, I also really like implements. I prefer metal implements. So canes, rods. Metal uh, ones? Yeah. Uh You bought an aluminum one today that we were. I got surprised with. 
Was yeah. it nice? I just have to know because of the little impact queen that I am. Would you nice? like to see it? Oh, yes. Okay. They brought toys. Y'all oh. brought Oh, oh, did you see your oh, little... Oh, 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 this is going to get interesting. I'm so sweaty right now. <laughs> My nose is running. I thought that would be really nice. My nipples are hard, though. <laughs> it's always really nice. You can't take part, but you can watch. No, I cannot take part. Oh. So some very basic poison. Oh, I hate that flogger. Oh, I hate oh. that flogger. I that love this. Oh, now that feels like it's so nice. It's like oh, truck tire bed. Yeah, oh, my God. Yes. I want to borrow one of the ones. Oh. Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, my freaking God. Where'd you get this shit? I got that rubber baton at Kinkfest. It's like a police mm -hmm. baton. It's nice and heavy, but it has some give to it. So it is really thuddy, but it's not like painfully thuddy. No, but it thuddy. bends really well. Yeah. Oh, wow. And okay, the, I have to and tell you, it's a knobby tip. Don't tell me this has been inserted. No. Oh, but it looks like it could. Oh, it could. <laughs> I'm sure that it could. But it uh, also have <gasps> the dragon's tail. Oh my god! That is very painful. Oh it's yeah, rubber. please be careful. That's yeah, not yeah, yeah. A... You can really break skin with that. No, you yeah. Can't. Oh my god! It's the leather is not giving at all. That's not this leather. Is... That's rubber. Oh, that's why it's not giving. That's at all. why. Oh, it is the most painful thing. You broke skin with just the tip on that. Uh, this is yeah. your new one. That's the aluminum. Just the. I think it's three quarters of an inch thick. That is really nice and very painful. <laughs> you have a legit. You have a kit. I love your kit. And you got this at King Fest too. No, I, this is just like a pool cue kicks oh, and, and rubber or leather gloves for sensation play. Oh, I, you know what I got? It's I got a pair of rings that are sharp. Yeah. That but they hold up to a huge pressure. Does this hold up to pressure? Not. Really. No. You can really scratch the foot. Oh, oh yes, he's got scars. <laughs> With these? Yeah. Okay. So we're talking about these little adapters to the nails that enhance nail punctures. Oh, shut up. You have those? Yeah. Oh, I want it's got forever. We will have pictures with permission for the two that will wear my And then I camera? have this nice I thing. Very out of here. For restraints, this is a quick set of restraints. They call it a little quick cuff. Okay, hold on. And you Wait. can't get out of those? No. Uh, yeah, I have the rule that I have to be able to get out of me too. I'm in. Oh, is it because of a book? Because I'm going to tell you later, it's because of a book oh, for me. God, it's not because of a book. You're so much older than she is. I, I know, know it's but not because it's of a book. It's because it's a movie now. I want some of these. No, I do. Are you talking no. about Fifty Shades? No. no. Ew. I don't know. And then something silly. Stop. You have a gag ball that is a harmonic. This oh. is incredibly damaging. And that's just on your hand? Yeah. We will have pictures of these toys, y'all, oh, to just show shit. what type of impact. Is this from Kingfest? No, I got that on it. I love it. Etsy is great for people. Etsy is, I know. <laughs> I, I, my new thing to tell people is just go to Etsy. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, like, I trained my best friend to get some new tools. Take it off my girlfriend right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one's a nice one. This was Etsy, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah, this is just a little fun, funny. I have an actual gag, but. I'm just going to tell you, do you wear the harmonica as well? I, we will tonight. Oh, will tonight? Jay, you get a musical interlude. Uh-huh. I love oh, it. I just learned about That was really fun. Wait, wait, you know the tonight. Line. All right. All right. Good you are missing a wooden spoon. A wooden spoon. 
Yeah. Good wooden spoon. That's from the wooden spoon queen. Uh, yeah, there's someone I recently introduced me to. That one's really stingy. Yeah. Yeah. Sexy spatula with a wooden handle. Oh yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna rein us all back in. Oh yeah. We got toys started. What is that? Oh, it's a shock collar. Nope. 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 This also makes for a really fun reward punishment game. Yes. To add in, oh, like, yeah. a lush this, this, too is what we're here, talking. Here, let's have the collar piece right here. We're gonna take a picture. There we go. No. Yeah. So no. that makes it for a like reward punishment game. Nope. No, there's no part of me. Look, I have the violet wand. I will be shocked <laughs> on my pussy. Damn, you're in my pussy. Oh. <laughs> Probably in my ass a couple times. That around my neck, yeah. absolutely not. <laughs> I don't care what the reward is. Fuck dog collars. Absolutely not. You can adjust the intensity. You got that on your pussy? Right here. Did you bark? That's <laughs> 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 the best question ever. <laughs> Was Did you respond appropriately? Did you do not hurt us? Yes. No, she yeah. screamed. Oh, boy. <laughs> she screamed. Oh my god. Okay, I'm gonna wrangle us back in. Uh Sarah needs a cold shower. Sarah needs a lot of shit right now. So does Jenna. Um, can you describe any specific activities or dynamics that you enjoy in each role? Ooh, wow. Well, as a masochist, I just enjoy getting hurts generally but i also like yeah, yeah we just saw your toys yeah i know but i also and most of those toys are for me <laughs> i was gonna say man i'm gonna watch him getting these toys on his ass because that would be a turn on to me i'm a top i just want to watch i just want to watch I, I will say that i also really enjoy being afraid uh so if you can add you know fear to that then that's really helpful what do, does that look like like what do you mean for example at Kinkfest, there was a gummy bear shooting alley that involved a slingshot aimed at me with gummy bears and the experience of just having a slingshot pulled back and directed at you is frightening what you were just saying is like it's that knowing that that slingshot is there yeah and you don't know if you're getting it were you blindfolded oh no um but i oh, fuck what's worse getting blindfolded in the hit yeah is also an experience um well sensation I, play yeah I, it really hurts my pain processing abilities to uh, not see it or to see it? to not see it so, you think it's higher when you don't see it versus yeah i i don't have the ability to process pain well if i don't see it Interesting. So I'm, a, I'm a little bit the opposite. If I don't watch them put the needle on my arm for taking blood, I'm okay. I'm like, okay, I'm going to breathe through it. I'm going to breathe through it. It's just a little bit of pain. But if I watch it, I'm fucking freaking out. Like I'm going to pass out. Like, so I'm a little bit of the opposite. Okay, take my blind, my sight away. I'll be okay with that, yeah. <laughs> especially in play. So for me, it's kind of like what you guys were saying, the endurance thing. But it's also a bit of, I have to find a reason it's worth it to get hit. And so I come up with that reason or my partner can come up with that reason, but I have to have a reason and it has to be worth it to get hit. There's nothing oh, wait, to Wait, is do. that a bratty moment? I'm so curious what that means. I'm going to ask if you would intimately share just one thought that would make you say, yeah, what would be a thought like deserve to be hit or whatever? Uh, I mean, like, was I being a brat? Yeah, that's an easy one. 
right? Okay, I want you to dom, and this is you doming. So if I'm being a brat, then it's worth it to get hit. Like for me, sometimes it can just be kind of like a competitive thing. It can be something very small. Oh, come on, give me your best shot. That's what I'm hearing with that statement. Do you right? have same kind of inclination as Jay does, where it's like I have to come up with this valid reason in my, and that's probably you just processing. Like, is that processing trauma for you in one? Absolutely. Okay, absolutely. And we've we've talked about this in our podcast. Uh, my big proponent for BDSM is oddly the healing of our traumas. Um, so for me in those moments, yes, those are things that have actively, not actively can be subconsciously thinking about, like it could be marinating on understanding what's going to happen and then relating that to a, a trauma. And then it's like, Ooh, endurance for me, that's kind of what it comes to. But for you isn't it the same thing where like if you guys don't have, if you aren't being a brat that day and you haven't really necessarily put into being a sub. Then is- I will come up with the reasons that I have worked very hard to make sure are healthy reasons to be beat. Thank you. Oh, I love that. Thank okay. you. Thank you for stating that. Are you willing to share a healthy reason? Uh, so one of them is, so I'm just like, I've been a really good girl today. I get to be beat. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it's that simple, but if it's like a deeper thing for you. I will sit there and I will, uh, while they're beating, think about all the times that day that I had shamed myself. The beating is a punishment, not a reward. Sure. But for me, the beating would be a reward. reward. Interesting. Do you do the same thing? Like I've been really shaming myself all day. No, I don't need to do that. I just experience pleasure from pain. So that's just it. (laughs) All right. It's a reward in the fact that you were being mean and not nice to yourself. And you're like, I've done this all day and I deserve a happy ending. Whereas me, it's like, I don't know if I can pull that shit. I don't know if that's a thought for me. Um, that's upsetting. Like, I'm going to have to, no, it's not upsetting. It's beautiful and it's brilliant. And let me just say that like that has never, I don't think I've had anybody say that to me in that way. And now I'm going to like literally go back <laughs> in my whole entire life and figure out if that, like, what you've been doing thing. <laughs> because I, I would like to acknowledge that. I would like to acknowledge that fact. Like I've had a really shitty day at my own behest at my own hands. And so, you know what? I deserve something nice. It's odd as fuck sometimes for a lot of people to be like, and that means a beating. But again, Sarah and I have had this conversation before. You guys will hear it on a podcast prior. Like the attitude adjustment for me is a huge thing. And maybe I can shift it in that positive light. But for me, I'm like, oh, I have a fucking attitude and I need a goddamn adjustment. Like I'm wiling out, I'm being mean to myself, I'm telling myself stories that don't exist, I'm having fucking issues, and I'm just like, you know what? A beating just snapped my mind right into fucking just flatline and I can start from there. But if I had something like that... And I think it's really important to think about the ramifications of what it's yeah. doing from a classical conditioning point of view. What I'm trying to do is Pavlov's dog myself to stop feeling shame. Which is fucking the most brilliant thing ever. I mean, I Pavlov myself like a rubber band. Mm-hmm. When I was mean to myself, I would snap myself. Don't do so- it. Just Breathe. Life, relationship, and intimacy coaching. Are you struggling with trauma or relationship issues? Do you feel like you're stuck in patterns that are holding you back from living your best life? If so, it's time to take the next step towards healing and growth. 
Hi, my name is Jenna. I'm a life relationship and intimacy coach with over four years of experience helping individuals and couples overcome complex challenges related to intimacy, sexuality, and communication. I specialize in working with clients who have alternative relationships, clients that struggle with trauma, and teaching communication skills. Together, we can create a safe and supportive space for healing and growth and help you build the skills and tools you need to move forward with greater resilience and self-compassion. As a relationship coach, I also provide practical tools and communication strategies that can help you strengthen your connection and build a deeper, more fulfilling relationship. Whether you're struggling with conflict, feeling disconnected, or simply looking to deeper your connection with your partners, I'm here to help. I believe everyone deserves to have happy, healthy, fulfilling relationships and a satisfying sex life. And I'm committed to helping my clients achieve those goals. If you're ready to take the next step towards greater intimacy, connection, and pleasure, I invite you to schedule a consultation with me today. You can do this by visiting my website at justbreathewithjenna.com. I offer a free 30-minute intro session. Help is only a click away. Let me help you find the answers that are right for you. dog is the experiment where Pavlov would ring a bell and then give the dog food to the point that the dogs would start salivating. It's yeah, conditioning. It's literally a scientific conditioning that happens with humans, with dogs. Classical conditioning is what it's called, I believe, in psychology. But the idea for me is that you do the same thing with a negative. So you can, you don't hit your dogs, but you could hit a dog and it would stop doing something. Right. So that same thing goes for my shame or whatever I decide to punish myself for that day in a positive way. Let's take ADHD. Right. Oh, I should have focused better. I can pull that and, you know, get hit for it. And it's very much like, a oh, I'm not doing that tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. It's like a reminder. kind of. Um, You know, to get back to talking about what you like in a particular role, I know that for me, in terms of being a dominant, I really enjoy restraints and limiting how people can move. Wait, as a top or as a bottom? As a top. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think that's important to clarify here with your switchiness. Yeah. Why is that? Why do you like that? Sort of like that aspect of control over. Uh, it's a very easy way to physically influence what somebody is doing. Do you, and I'm going to ask both of you, actually, because this is an interesting subject that was discussed in a prior podcast about subdrop. We also discussed top drop. So how have you, in your switchiness, experienced one, both? How do you deal with that? Like, you guys seem pretty, I don't know that this is a big thing for you. Maybe in the beginning stages, or maybe not even, but... I was out on a date, first girl date, and we went to issues there, and I pushed myself a lot, and I experienced some drop the next day, and it was unexpected. I'd never experienced that before or anything like that. Leading into like the switch title, where you guys so easily, as in your relationship only, seem to roll back and forth. Like, have you experienced that for yourselves in maybe one role more than another? Maybe not at all. So I don't experience subdraft and never. You have not yet. I never have. Okay. Um, And I've experienced some pretty intense scenes. I just don't think that I drop from being a sub. I think for whatever reason, I just don't experience that. I drop from being a top. Really? Yeah. What does that look like? Kind of this exhaustion. 
yeah. after. It can look like, I don't know, ruminating the night before, like a type of anxiety. Do you have like intrusive thoughts? Kind of. Yeah. Is that something like self-relation of like, I'm fucked up because I can do this to somebody? No, no, no. I don't think like really, really of like, oh, I should have done this or I should have done this better. Um, Love that. <laughs> so that reflection? And that's more irritating because I think... Yeah, but it's mostly like elements at the top of it. Normally, when it's for me, it's like intrusive thoughts. Like if I were doing it to purposely be reflecting, then it wouldn't be a problem, right? And that's what makes it the drop for me. Yeah, it's like I get that high anxiety. I'm getting the intrusive thoughts. Okay, I'm gonna spend the next day just thinking about that and how I could have self-care and whatever that looks like well what about you Fletch do you have you ever experienced a drop on either parts for you uh the only time I ever experienced a drop was after Kinkfest, and that was basically like three days of intensive educationals and uh dungeon play it's like the aspect of coming back into reality like we get so it's a thing like you go to these festivals you go to a place where you're celebrated and you're loved and you can have all these experiences and it's all okay and then you kind of get shoved back into reality where it's like oh i don't get to not be naked today or i don't get to not be beaten today or whatever that is yeah i was very very sensitive just to everything around me and then also spending so much time like you said at a uh, a kinky event and then trying to get back to the real world. I went to the rock climbing gym and I went and I bring an outfit that I change into when I'm climbing. And I almost just like got straight up naked in the middle of the gym <laughs> because I didn't, realize just didn't I feel wasn't. right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so and I had to be like, oh shit, I'm in my underwear. Nope. Just put it back on and get in the bathroom. <laughs> I adore you for I mean, that. I love booty shorts. I'm all about it. I'm all about it. I just want you to know he did not get naked in front of any of those people. No. (laughs) Just to clarify. Yes. Thank you. Are there any specific boundaries or limits that you establish between the two of you and your relationships? Oh yeah. We have very individual boundaries, limits. Um, I have certain things I can't do. So for instance, the, um, we had them out, the finger knives. I cannot have that done to me. It's not... Uh, the scratchies? Yep, the scratchies. Uh, it's not for any other reason than they remind me of some trauma that I shouldn't reenact. Um, and so I don't, uh, but I have no problem doing them to Fletch. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, Fletch has his boundaries. Uh, yeah, so I think I have always had problems with people touching my neck. Uh, and that's something that I'm getting better at, but I think when we first started dating, I was like, please don't touch my neck. Do you want to get better at it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why? Oh, it's... Sorry, that was super blunt. Why do you feel, like, why, what's the need? Like, if you're at first, like, don't touch it, and then... It's sort of a giving up control thing. Okay. Uh, I don't feel like I really need that control. It's something that's... Are you wanting to expand into breath play with that? Or, I'm just curious, because... I'm just curious. No, I, I think it's just I need to be more comfortable giving up control of these things. Interesting. Breathing. Breathing. It's a big. It's a big one. Yeah, that is. I mean, that's a that's a hard thing to come to. I'm like super amazed because there's a lot of people like. I don't like my neck. 
Yeah, no, I, no. I very much Good luck. do. Touch like, my neck. Yeah. Choke me out, Daddy. I'm totally fine. Like <laughs> I don't want to breathe. I want to pass out. I want to do all this stuff. And but I know for each person, but that can that is a very triggering area, right? Yeah. Your mouth, right? Putting your hand over your mouth, putting your hand on your neck, mm-hmm. any sort of restrict the feeling of the sensation of kind of dying. Yeah, is, is right. a is a big deal. So, um, have you felt kind of any healing? around why maybe the initial reason that you didn't want any of that? Have you felt like a... a yeah, it's felt better and it has allowed me to, you know, see issues where I have control issues and just being able to call that out as something that I need to work on. That's interesting. I like that. Yeah. Great. But, you know, there are other boundaries, like in terms of general kink stuff, like no CBT, don't want somebody punching me in the face. Uh, I feel like CBT, I get, it'll totally get. <laughs> well, yeah, for me, like it's face, tits, and pussy. None of those can get hurt. Those are my prized possessions. Huh? <laughs> oh. Okay, so when you mean by hurt, like, do you ever get spanked? So no, no, no spanking, no, no flogging on your tits? No, absolutely not. No, those really? are my babies. No oh. titties, no pussy. No. So no, bite my no, titties, flog my titties. No, I'm, I'm happy. I'm just asking because now I just want to know. <laughs> so like a crop and like lightly nope. hitting the nope. no impact at all whatsoever. I mean, maybe lightly if it feels good, but like a whole idea. I mean, I know to feel it goes good. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> just ask. If there's pain, I'm saying no, man. Okay. Those on those bits. Yeah. Okay. No, I get it because I don't like beach. So like my face is off limits. Touching me, you could touch my face, but don't hurt my face. See? I don't like like being punched either. (laughs) But there are people that like like to be punched. Just not in the face. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I've never, like, okay. So let's back this up because I think there's, there's a ton of conversation going on without you guys being able to see our faces, which is hilarious. And I'm sorry that you mentioned. I don't mind being slapped in the face. I... My, I guess, communication is like, I'll definitely with, uh, I only have one partner that I do this with. My beatings are monogamous type of stuff. So I will probably start my communication early in the day of like, oh, daddy, I just, mm, just want you to smack my face or, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's not like a negotiation in the sense that we're sitting down and writing a contract or negotiating a specific scene, but I definitely have that communication along the way of like, so I really would like this tonight and I would really love that tonight and I would yeah. really like this tonight because I want all the fucking options. I might get nine out of 10. So I'm going to put them in the order and then continue to talk about the one that I really want a lot. The punching. No, I no, no, <laughs> I do like my pussy smacked. <laughs> I don't mind the titties. It's not great. I do really like my nipples to be pinched. I like them to be, oh, not bit off, but like gently, slowly increasing uh, tension on the nipples and all the stuff. Uh, No, punching's, yeah, no, I can't. No, I have not. I mean, I can't can't say I can't. You never know. You gotta bite my my breast, bite my pussy, bite it all, but don't punch my face. I'm okay. I have nipple clamps. I usually have nipple clamps in this case. Oh, I have some that I really like. And then I have the alligator ones where if I'm being a fucking asshole brat, that's what gets put on me. 
because my entire body is focused on how I am not going to die because it hurts so fucking bad. That's the only ones he has. The Mer. You, Jay, should. You all know the little teeth that you like wind up and clack around? <laughs> Just make them metal and. Don't like, you? Those are not alligator teeth. Those are like fucking. Kingfest? That. Let's see. Oh, they're sharp. They're mean. You know, they don't they actually don't hurt so bad when they're going on, but when they're coming off and all the blood rushes back to there, oh man, it's it's so that's for his right. boobs. That hurts. All the way. I can't. I have the other ones. We will put up pictures, I think, of all these things. Um, I have like the not those motherfuckers. Those are metal dentures. Like yeah. fuck that shit. No. I have like the little clippies. They're fucking aggressive. They got like tread marks on the pad, and then they've got like the oh, you, yours have pads. Mine yes, pads, but then they have the 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 points on the other side. Aww, so it just squeezes like no, But those things end me. Bite the fuck out of them. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna move back. We're gonna move back to where <laughs> some of us are breathing. Uh, I think we've kind of discussed this, but Sarah and I and the podcast are really big on communication. It's really, really important. So I know that we've discussed communication and kind of how you guys do it, but we really want to highlight this for a second. So the question is, what kind of discussions or negotiations do you typically have with partners before engaging in sexual activities? And it could be independent of each other also, because you guys are poly and you have other other partners. So if it's not within each other, like... If you wanted to be a switch, Jay, with somebody else, Fletch, if you wanted to be a switch, like, what does that look like for you guys when you talk about? So Fletch uses the the worksheet and also, you know, I'm talking a little bit for you, but you use the negotiation thing. Whereas for me, um, I tend to have those in the moment. I, I think it's just being the GGG or whatever it is. Like, I'm just kind of like, well, what do you want? Because I'll be here for it. Okay. So you're in an open relationship. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Just wanted to clear. Yeah, I probably I should have said that yeah. in the beginning. So open relationships. So you go and play with other people. You go and play. In other... Do you guys come home and talk about it? Uh, not really. Um, we both subscribe to relationship anarchy. And so for the most part, it's we talk about it like we talk about our friends. Well, let's, let's, can you give us a definition? Because I don't think we've covered this anywhere other than a few times of rough definition. Yeah. We will have a whole, Jay yeah. is, has happily agreed, mm-hmm. I think still, to uh, give us an interview about being relationship anarchist and how that mets out. But just for context, is there a brief something simple? No. Um, I think about it. I, I call it the build your own relationships. And that seems to resonate with people. I don't think that we need to um, necessarily adhere to the labels uh, that we have created in the society that we have created. And essentially the idea of relationship anarchy is breaking the norms around relationships. Um, So for me, what that looks like is I have a life partner who I'm completely platonic with and that at this current moment, and that is 
totally fine. And they're my best friend in the entire world. And then I have a nesting partner who I live with and that's what it is. And, you know, we have talked at times about taking sex off the table and we have not. Um, and so it's just kind of one of those things where you just decide for the relationship in that moment what it's going to be. And it's, it can, it's fluid too. Absolutely. Right? Okay. It needs to be for sure. each individual. Is that, do you feel like it's a, uh, because relation, again, with your help, we will have this whole discussion more in entirety, but I think in this context, it's kind of important. Like, is this something that you guys wake up to today and you're like, so we're just friends today? Or is it, is it like this, I know relationship anarchy doesn't really have goals or understand. I mean, you have understandings, maybe not goals wouldn't be appropriate because it is definitely more in like the moment of what you can give versus what you can't give that day. But I think that we, you and I, Jay, have also had this conversation about how uh, with another friend about how for other people that could seem very unstable. Absolutely. Uh, so the way I think about it is instead of having the assumed agreement, we agree on everything. And then essentially what it is, is we go back and talk about, okay, I think I need to change this agreement now. Does that mean we throw the whole contract out the window? What does that mean when we need to change this agreement? Yeah. So it's kind of just a, we're building that agreement as the relationship's building. There's no shoulds. There's no coulda, shoulda, woulda, maybe. Nope, none of that. It's just simply, well, we're here now and we made this agreement based on this place then and change is constant and here we are at somewhere different. So Do you have a contract of any sort, like a container of just, I just, Trying to get an eye grasp. So I actually never dive, dove into this. And I'm really fascinated. So definitely doing that episode. Um, I think the big thing is uh, agreements. Like you have those agreements every day. I kind of want to call them amendments. Amendments. I like I've called it a contract. I kind of yes. do. I mean, like the fucking. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to get political for a second. I've yeah. been called amendments for a reason. Like that is the whole thing is that you have this original agreement based on where you're at, where you were at at the time. And then as time evolves, clearly everybody changes and grows and wants, needs, desires, changes and grows. And outside of a, like a marriage where you go through all of these things and you're just like, we're here together for fucking ever until we die or divorce. You guys get to kind of actively proactively have these communications, have this conversation and just kind of decide each day within yourselves where that goes what that looks like and it's not i don't feel like it's contractual in a way like it might have started that way but maybe it doesn't i guess it just doesn't feel for me it's free it's always yeah free flowing the contract can change at any we can riff it up yeah you can absolutely decide no fuck it that's all you know maybe that's the ending of a relationship right like we're going forward with this idea of for now, this is why, what we might want to do. And okay. if at any point in time, maybe you get up against someone's boundaries, someone doesn't feel like that comes natural to them, you change it. Okay. I like that. What about for you, Fletch? Because that's a, this is 
like Jay side, but what about for you? Like what attracted you to that or why does that work for you? Uh, well, We're definitely I, going off of questions. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no. no more questions. No, that's okay. Um, I think that the one thing that I appreciate about relationship anarchy is that uh, it sort of rejects any expectations around relationships. So, you know, having been divorced recently, there were lots of things that were sort of assumed uh, in our marriage of what we would agree to with one another. And there were expectations that, uh, you know, were assumed between us uh, that... There's were... kind of that relationship escalator that yeah. we all kind of prescribe to in our monogamous lifestyles. It's what we're taught. It's what society teaches. It's it's what's most prevalent. So Yeah. And so just rejecting some of those uh, expectations and then instead building relationships around the idea of individual freedom and each person's autonomy being respected and then, you know, making agreements with people um, about what it is that you want to include in your relationship with them uh, on an individual basis and not prioritizing a particular relationship over some other relationship. Because um, of a title? Uh, because of a title, yes. Oh, I Thank like you. that. Um, is, is preferable. I think my brain just more naturally feels that way, right? Do yeah. you guys actually think that the RA I kind of identity that you guys have is easily led into Switch? Because it's like you guys are constantly changing all the time. And it kind of feeds into that whole thing, too, where it's like today I get to be this and tomorrow I get to be this and whatever. Do you think today I get to be on top? And yeah, like subconsciously, is that? Uh... Uh, I don't feel that those things are related. I think that uh, relationship anarchy is more of like a philosophy in Fair. life. And I think Switch is something that I do in my kink world, right? Do you feel that Switch is... For both of you, I'm going to ask each of you individually. Do you feel like Switch is a uh, sexual identity or a preference? Uh, like, is it who you are or what you do? It's who you are or what you do. Right? Isn't that kind of what I'm saying? Um, I think it's who you are. Because I think for me, BDSM is who I am, not something that I do. Most people, or not, mo I can't even say most people, but some people feel the opposite where it's like, this is not who I am, but it is what I do. So I'm kind of asking all of our participants in these interviews of like, do you feel like it's a, it's a you or it's a sexual preference? No, it's definitely a me. It's a you? Yeah. What about you, Jay? Uh, I guess I, I'm having trouble because for me, the, the switch is very much related to the relationship anarchy whereas for you i feel that those two are very unrelated but it's the same reason i consider myself bisexual it's the same reason i feel like when we put a label on something when we claim an identity or whatever we minimize ourselves from the spectrum of what we are uh when we're somewhere anywhere along that spectrum and so i claim identities that are Anywhere along that spectrum is what I tend to do. I like that, though, because I, I think do. that when um, I have certainly had partners that when I say this is how I am or who or what I like or whatever, there's the assumption of identity or sexual preference where to me it's like today 
in this second. Like I might say something, but I'm not meaning like I still have the freedom and the desire to want to process that out. So yeah, may I not, may I feel this way one day and then not feel it the other day? And may it be like this wild pendulum swing? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that RA works for me in that way at times. And I don't want to use it to shit on it with my bad behavior. So I'm very aware of that. But I feel like there's that thing with me where I've had partners be like, but you said. Yeah. I, I And I'm like, sure. My ex-wife had said that at certain points in therapy. Yeah. And it was just like, that's not the case now. Right. right. There's no, it feels very uh, uh, suppressive to me to have this, uh, like what I'm failing miserably to say is in the RA spectrum, I do appreciate, I think it's a validation for me is what I hear. Like every day, and it doesn't have to be every day, right? Maybe it's not a thing for a couple of days. Maybe everything is fine and complacent and everybody's good. But if you have those moments where you come back and talk, you're like, so I'm choosing you. And this is what I'm choosing this day. And like, hey, we had a fucked up day. But let's like, let's try this tomorrow. Right. And sometimes the fucked up days are like, yeah, I don't want to do this tomorrow. Right? It's, yeah. It's enough fucked up days that you're like, cool. Fair. It's time for me to figure out what and I need blend. to do to make myself feel safe. I just think that there's, you guys have a unique opportunity and way, maybe ways that other structures of relationships are run. Yeah. All right. So Sorry. back to... I do have one last question that I, I've listened and I love both your stories. Thank you for being here and sharing it. I want to be aware of how any judgments or stigmas have come out of your being open about this. I mean, from either the RA or the switch point of view, I mean, have you had any stigmas or any fallouts from being open about this? Uh, well, I haven't really felt uh, judged uh, I, most of my friends are not very judgmental people, so they're aware, at least to some degree of what okay, I'm Okay, I gotta doing. ask, did you tell your mama? No. <laughs> okay. All right, I just had to ask. <laughs> um, but, uh, honestly, I, I found that people have been very receptive to, at places like Sanctuary, to watching me get beat in public, uh, and my friends... Couldn't care less one way or the other. So, um, it's been fine. Jay, what about you? Um, for the most part, uh, I, I've definitely had some stigmas on the stickiness. Uh, a lot of people will come back with, oh, you're actually just a sub or you're actually just a dom, just depending on what relationship we have. Um, cause I, I have been in those relationships where it's a dom and he'll be like, oh, you're just a sub. And I'm like, I will take you right now. I will cut you. Yeah. You are so lucky we have not consented to that. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a requirement for you to be a switch? Um, I wouldn't say it's a requirement. I can just be subby. Like that works for me. Um, you can just be a top. 
Is it relationship dependent? Is it partner dependent? It's very partner dependent and it's very relationship. It is even situational dependent. For me, it is as simple as whatever is not happening in my day-to-day life, my daily life, I will switch to be the opposite of that. So if I'm not feeling in control of my day-to-day life, I will dom the shit out of someone. So Jay, you have experienced some judgments. How do you, how did you come out of, did you end those relationships? Did you come back from those relationships and go, fuck you, I'm, this is me. Take oh, normally me I deal with it in the moment. Like okay. typically whenever someone's being judgmental with me, I'm very much like, oh, you think that? Is that what you think? You're about to learn otherwise. Nice. <laughs> I love that. So, I mean, that, like I, I definitely drew a line between my switchiness. I'm public dominant and private switchy or subby. I'm a fucking sub. <laughs> All the time. Yeah. Unless. You say that, but uh, I've seen you cut a bitch. I've seen her cut a bitch. <laughs> I've seen her cut a bitch too. Sexual features. Yes, and that's the extra. I'm a fucking alpha as a motherfucker <laughs> in which, my regular life. Which she has brought up previous shows. Don't fucking, don't fucking boss me. Just as an FYI, I will fucking cut you a thousand percent. And I know I've said that, but when we're talking sex for sex, like I don't. Bitch think likes to be on the bottom. <laughs> I would, I would have never struck you for a sub. If nobody, if nobody had ever told me, I would have been like, you're dominant dudes every right. night. That's because yeah. at parties, she is dominant dudes because she's an extrovert at parties. So it's very interesting. In that, in that vein, uh, if I have a, like, let's just say we're at a club, we're out experiencing said stuff and things. If I have an alpha male come up to me, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh. So let me sing you the song of my people. And let me tell you exactly how not like I, the type A, the alpha shit, like there it makes, it brings me so much goddamn joy to fucking put them in their goddamn place. I have a story about an NFL celebrity, which I will not name, but the last name sounds like no head. So. That came up into me at a bar in this teeny tiny town and put his arm on my head, like rested his arm on my head and was trying to spit game at me. Like, we're, you're going to come back. You're hot enough to come back, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, <laughs> okay. So first of all, get your fucking arm off my head. I don't know who you think you are, but let me tell you who you're not literal words out of my mouth and then i proceeded to tell him the 10 things that i hated about what was happening if i'm in the mind to be receptive to be submissive a thousand percent that is where the brat comes out i currently don't have a situation where brat is acceptable which is hard because <laughs> I, I definitely have feelings and opinions and, 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 and. And I feel your pain. I yes. want to be bratty as hell all the time. You it's, are. You say that. Ugh. But then there's like these little things that you're like, no, I don't like that. Or I don't know what you do, but I know from my dom, it's like, yeah, okay. It's not a playful, fun feeling exactly. where like I want to feed in because I'm going to like get what I want either way. It's like. <laughs> I don't like this, but okay, 
do you? And I'm like, no, that's not, <laughs> that's fun. not the same. It doesn't know. Cause you're going to just beat me. It's not going to be the face. This is not going to be like flirty and fun and be like, beat me harder. You are going to fucking beat me to shut me the fuck up. So there's that. But that is one relationship. In my other life, in my relationship with my husband, there's no top or bottom, really. There's There can be a little switchiness, a little, in whatever ways that is. But, like, I think in, as a businesswoman, I think as, as a female in society, yeah, I'm definitely alpha. I'm not going to let any of that shit get over on me. And I'm sorry, Fletch, I'm not, like, you are not toss, toxic masculinity in any sense. I know you. I've talked to you. I've heard you. But like out there and like the out my front door in the public. Yeah, no, like you are not getting over on me. I'm not going to fucking tolerate your shit. Don't talk to me because I don't know how to oil change or whatever. Like I will fucking end your life <laughs> without a problem, without a qualm. And I don't give a fuck. But within my, you know, my, my sexual life dependent and specifically to if I have she a dog. would like burden. the flogger. <laughs> <laughs> I would like the flogger. <laughs> I would like to be told what to do. I would like to be all the things. So yeah, it is that is a funny thing that you would never pin me as a, like a submissive because I'm like collar, yeah, prettiest little best baby I've heard, girl which ever. I think it's just so ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> when we know you, yeah, the Every- collar or the baby girl that yeah, you're submissive. All of that. <laughs> Everything. It's ridiculous because you don't understand that dynamic, or it's ridiculous because it's me that we're talking about in that dynamic. Because I can't imagine you doing it. <laughs> it's amazing. I love that. <laughs> See? I'm very private. I told you guys. This guy knows me. Ah, that's super funny. Oh, with that said, um, we had a wonderful show. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you both and your input. And I think we learned a lot today about being switches. Any final imparting words, yeah. wisdom, anything for people yeah. that might be... Do you have a mic drop moment for questioning us? that? I think the big one for me is the, you know, anyone can consider themselves a switch. Like, I had an instance the other day with someone that was very much that daddy dom type. And I was like, but have you ever had sensations? Like, is that anyone ever giving you sensations? And... You know, of course, for them, it was, well, I don't trust anyone to give me sensations. And I'm like, okay, well, what do you need to trust me? Let's make that happen. And very much, like, took quite a bit of a beating. And apparently had been very against impact before that. Okay. That's crazy. That's awesome. It's awesome. It's not crazy. It's awesome. I like when we have those. And again, this is the thing that I love about lifestyle stuff, non-monogamy stuff. You can have all this stuff in monogamy for sure. But I think that uh, open relationship, ethical non-monogamy leads to this necessity of communication. These necessities of like telling, like being honest and being vulnerable and being intimate and having these conversations because... It's kind of out upper echelon when we start for sure. It's like, oh, I have this thing that I think that I would like based on this thought that I had when I was 16 or I watched this movie the other night or I watched a porn 
And then to like be vulnerable and brave also enough to like bring that into the forefront. That's not something that you generally do as much as in an ethically non-monogamous relationship as in a monogamous relationship is my point. So I I appreciate all of the Yeah, uh, absolutely love it. I love thank the you fact for that me. Yeah. <laughs> I love the fact that that was a really good point that you you've switched the role on a true dom. I've done that once before, but it's interesting to see them go, oh, I've never been on the other end of my flogger. And to have somebody just take that, especially a stranger, usually they're more open to strangers than people in their dynamics. For I've sure. Noticed. But yeah, but thank you for sharing that. Fletch. Uh, well, yeah, I guess just a last thought, um, since kink is actually somewhat new to my life, uh, a large part of identifying as a switch also was just that I was going through a shit ton of material over, you know, the past year or so. so what like, material? Books? Movies? Like, what are we talking about? Yeah. So uh, I know here in Portland at places like Sanctuary and Sebrosa, they have re regular educational events that, you know, cost a small amount of money. That you can go. Uh, Shebop also. There's a yep. plethora of places that offer instructional things if you're interested, right? Yeah. Shebop did one on blowjobs the yeah. other day, and I believe it had a real penis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Sanctuary also has hosted the guy that I actually got into sex coaching because of. I used to actually give live model tutorials pleasuring the kitty oh, so all about yeah. oral and then fingering and then anal which is i've done a podcast previously on how to give anal and that was based on that class and all of the other instruction obviously that i've taken but yeah yeah good to know and they also offer tastings so you know i would do all of the tastings just to see what it was like and uh also you know for the kink negotiation workbooks i've seen like five or six different versions of those that I've gone through. And that sort of forces you to memorize all of that stuff in a way that's really important, especially when you're playing with new people. Um, I think fat life, a lot of just reading people's writings, people actually write some very introspective, Reddit. interesting stuff. Fucking read it. Depending yeah. on where you go. Yeah. Jesus. Right. Yeah. Um, and then going to kink fest, uh, was pretty amazing. Uh, I'm definitely going to try to go to other conventions at some point in the future. So what we're saying is um, basically like educate yourself. Yeah. Educate yourself. Find out like Google is your friend, right? The internet's your friend. Whatever. Be safe. For sure. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is like it leads to a, if people that are not in our lifestyle, right? It's a really hard thing to break into if you're like in a monogamous relationship or if you've never experienced any of this shit and you want to. What my point is, is that there's a Google, there's a plethora of things out there. There's classes, there's fucking books, there's webcasts, there's podcasts, there's all this plethora of information. There's porn. Like, get into porn. See what the ones that you think you might not like, fucking watch one. Because you're not going to know. And even if, and then you got this idea and you go try it and it's not for you, then fine, it can stay in your spank bank. But yeah. education is a huge thing. You guys didn't just start this by, let's beat the fuck out of each other today. No. That was yesterday, right? I don't know. No. Jay's face looks a little questioning. <laughs> I was just thinking about how we call each other Chippendale. Oh, yeah. Which one's Chip? Oh, with the chipmunks. <laughs> just sort of like, 
I'm going to say Jay's chip. And <laughs> yeah, I figured that was chip. Yeah, yeah. He looks like a Dale. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I'm going to go have to go back and like watch the characters. I feel like Chip was the adventurer and Dale's like, <laughs> the Chip and Dale's were gregarious. I love it. I love no judgment. Uh, There's I, our Chip and Dale right yes, there. there that, he is our Chip and Dale. He's given us gun show and all this stuff tonight. Yes. So yes, out of all this, I know. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Ice cubes for Sarah right now. So we're no. good. Uh, uh, so yes. all of this being said, I really appreciate you both for coming here tonight and talking about it, being open. And thank you for sharing. Thank you so much. And I guess we're going to say, go, go be good you humans. Be good humans. <laughs> go be good humans. Go be good humans. Go be good humans. Go be good humans. Yay. Hi, guys. Thanks for listening and supporting our podcast. You can listen to us on Spotify and iTunes and, of course, on our website at orgasmictourist.com. Please don't forget to help us out by sharing our podcast and leaving a five-star review. As always, you can send us an email with your questions and comments to orgasmictourist at gmail.com.